and welcome to the Ultimate Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast where we keep you updated on all things online shooters. And as always, today I'm joined by Imogen. How's it going? It's going good, thank you very much. Yeah, I um, we are recording this currently the the night before before Gamescom starts, so I'm 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 kind of I'm excited for that. I'm I'm buzzed. I feel like I'm going to need another couple of coffees before I'm totally ready to <laughs> to break some news. But yeah, it's good. It's a good. It's day. like Jeff's night, isn't it? It's is Jeff's night. Yeah. Yeah, and he's going to show off a bunch of world premieres. I'm presuming. Because he, he is, loves that yeah. word. I, I, I do words. quite like, I'd like Jeff's opening night because it's, I mean, I don't, I don't love Jeff himself, but like, oh, no. it's, <laughs> it's generally Jeff. full of, there's nothing wrong with it, but like, you know, it's, just, it's a bit about him and I'm like, I feel like it should be less about him. But my point being is I like it because there's lots of nice like things. There's loads of good stuff that gets announced and shown off. Um, and yeah, I, it's just it's just fun to cover. It's fun to like break news and stuff that comes out of, of yeah. Gamescom because it's just it's a nicer atmosphere, I think, than E3. Uh, even if a lot of them are going to be well, maybe duds or whatever, I I just get excited for the occasion um, and just trailers and new things. I like shiny new things, yeah. so I think it'll be it'll be a, a good time um, with Jeff. Considering like the Xbox One um, last night was a little bit average in my opinion yeah it was it was um, a bit naff it was um like it, it was nice from a news perspective because they didn't announce too much and it gave me time to actually write posts about what they were talking about but also it was not nice from a news perspective because they didn't say anything that interesting <laughs> it's kind of like uh okay then yeah they kind of i sort of tuned in for thoughts because i've been busy kind of moving house or whatever so it's like right i'm gonna, I'm gonna tune in for this this last bit saw thoughts so is like all right here we go here's halo and then it just it just cut to like thanks for yeah. watching it's like oh okay cool <laughs> uh thank you yeah it was a, it was a bit a bit sad a bit a bit of a a weak start to to gamescom but although technically it isn't Part of Gamescom because Gamescom opening night is tonight, so they just kind of like sniped in early with a little with a little Gamescom stream. <laughs> I'm like, but it was also like naff, and I'm like, but why have you done this? <laughs> a little sort of quick scope from yeah. uh, Xbox. So it's this- like Gamescom training. That's what that was the practice round, and then tonight will be the tonight's the real deal. Well, I'll, I'll definitely be tuning in. So um, maybe we'll have some thoughts on some of the stuff that was that maybe is announced. Um, if there's any cool shooters and stuff. I'm sure we will. So on to news stories. Uh, in this segment, Imogen's going to take us through what's been going on in Newsland this week. So yeah, um, first up, we've got EA is letting other developers use their patents for accessibility features like Apex Legends pings, which is really cool. Um, kind of uncool oh. that EA patented these things in the first place but good now that they are offering it out to people because like apex legends pings were when they first when that game first came out they were fantastic like that was the first time properly that i have been able to communicate with teammates that i've not been in voice chat with and feel good about it you know and i love apex for many reasons the pings just you know absolutely highlight that um and it's, it's yeah, just just good, it's just a good system. More people should have it. How, I'm just sort of wondering how this is different from pings in other games. Like I guess Warzone has pings and Valorant has pings. 
but like I assume Apex Apex's ones are a little bit more involved, aren't they? So I'm not actually entirely sure what part of the ping system they are like offering out. So what they've said is that it's the patent is for a contextually aware communication system. So I think it is the the depth in which their ping system right okay like has if that, that makes, makes sense. sense yeah because I guess like um, you know war zones or, or whoever like these other games their ping systems have always kind of in my opinion been second best to Apex's I guess because Apex you can like do all sorts can't you like thank people and yeah <laughs> it's almost I, very intuitive and- I think it's when you ping things in Apex as well and when it actually recognizes what you're pinging because it doesn't really do that in uh, in Valorant from what I've noticed or like mm. um, Rainbow Six Siege uh, yeah in Apex when you ping individual items like grenades or guns or whatever it tells you exactly what you've pinged and I wonder I think that might be the sort of depth that this patent has has gone in for um, which is such a weird thing to patent but like you know okay yeah I was literally just about to say like what like why <laughs> just like I, I guess it's an in-depth thing and they maybe they wanted to kind of like save the technology for themselves but like come yeah, on, I mean, yeah i feel like we know why good, good old ea they, we, yeah. they know what they're doing they're like this is ours actually but <laughs> but what yeah you know it's, it's a pig system let other people have it you know going to better other games but, but yeah it's, it's nice that they've they've offered that out um and it's just general accessibility features as well um they have i think a patent for uh which includes um things like colorblindness things and stuff like that so it is more than just the apex Legends pings is a, a bunch of things um that other people will now be able to to use um thanks to ea nice so like all along, they were like, haha, this will be thanks to EA. So maybe we should, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. thanks to EA. Elsewhere uh, on, on the EA train, um, so Apex Legends has now nerfed uh, Sia, the new character who, who we've spoken about before on the podcast. Uh, and I've talked about how strong he was. Um, and he's a little bit less strong now, but, but not that much less strong because um, so the night that the patch went live, I played for like three hours straight, didn't realize there'd been a patch. Oh, no. yeah. Well, that, that doesn't sound too good no. on the nerf front. No, it's it's not great. So, um, what they've done basically, uh, so his his passive ability is a heart rate monitor. Um, they've made that so he doesn't have quite so much range on that. So, it has to be slightly closer to enemies to to sense where they are. Um, his ultimate ability is a big orb of drones that detects where people are when when he puts it out. They've upped the. Um, time it takes for you to get that back. So they've increased the cooldown time, sorry, um, on that one. So it takes a, a bit longer for him to actually be able to use his ultimate. Um, and okay. his tactical ability, which is the one that everybody has beef with. Uh, so that's the one where he shoots out like a cylinder of drones. And they previously, they would damage you. Uh, they stun you. So you'd like, if you're healing, it will stop you from healing or, or using your ability or whatever. Um and it also like flashed you slightly and had like a bit of screen shake to like kind of symbolize that, oh, okay, this has happened. Something very annoying has happened to you. Um, and it also reveals where you are through walls, obviously, which is kind of the, that's the illegal wall hacks we spoke about previously. Um, so they've changed that now as well. So it no longer damages you, which is great, um, but it does still knock you off of like healing or whatever. Um, it flashes, it doesn't flash you, I think now anymore as well. So you, you don't have so much like crap going on on your screen um, <laughs> when it, you're attacked by it. But 
it hasn't really alleviated the annoyance that people have had from that because it's like when I've had it a couple of times recently when I've been reviving someone and I've been hit by it and you're like seconds off of finishing your revive and you get hit by that and that put, you instantly have to start that again. Oh, uh, oh God, no, that is annoying. Yeah. So, and, and what's happened to me as well is when, because so many people want to play Seer, you have a lot of them around and you will just get hit by this multiple times in like a team fight by multiple different squads. It's very annoying. Um, and it's kind of, I think from what I've seen generally, like on the Reddit and, and on social media and stuff is people like me are kind of a little bit like, that. okay, fair enough. You've changed some of it and that is better, but it's not enough. You know, there's like, there needs to be yeah. something more you do with this. And I honestly don't really have many answers for what they need to do with it besides maybe making it so you can't be hit by this ability or affected by it more than like twice in the span of a few seconds because that's where it gets really annoying for me. Yeah, it sounds like you just kind of want it so it doesn't just, you just don't get spammed by mm. it, every, you know? Um, yeah, but and the fact that you hadn't noticed the nerf, yeah, sort of feels like they really need to change something quite soon. Um, but at least they're sort of working on it though. So yeah. it's something. I think the um, one of the developers has sort of said, um, I think it was on Twitter or something, that, you know, they've... They've made a bit of a mistake with Seer um, in how strong he was when he was he was first launched, um, and obviously they've turned it back a bit now. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm really it's a really tough one because he's a really cool character and I do really like him, but I just I'm not sure what they can do to make him feel less overpowered and you know less controlling of a fight compared to all of the other legends. Well, yeah, I I, I think your suggestion of a whole you know don't get affected by it within a certain time frame might mm. be the answer, honestly. That sounds like the biggest problem with him right now. Um, so f- fingers crossed something happens um, yeah. and you don't just get stopped when reviving at the last yeah. second. <laughs> it's so frustrating. <laughs> the worst ones are when you're, because you can self-revive in Apex if you have um, the knockdown shield that's like the legendary pickup that you can find. Um and so you can you can get yourself up and if you have one of those and they take so long you have to sit there for like a good minute or your person is just like struggling to revive themselves and you're watching the little bar go up and it's so frustrating and then you get hit by a serious thing and you're immediately back down on the floor and it's like oh my god just kill me then because I'm clearly <laughs> not going to do that again <laughs> and it's probably like they're not even targeting you in the first place yeah. you're just like an innocent bystander who just wants to like heal and I think that's that is the most frustrating when when they are clearly this is fighting another enemy team or something and you're like down in a corner and your friend has sneakily come around to get you up or, or you're sneakily trying to heal and you know nobody knows where you are and the seer is just fired at this thing because he's like well someone's in here and you're like not me please <laughs> I, I hope it gets better for you <laughs> <laughs> I do too it hasn't deterred me from playing Apex to be fair like I've got a friend who has unlocked seer and plays him every single time so it's you know feels kind of even because we've also got a seer to combat their seer but it's yeah it's a lot um, moving away from Apex because uh, I do love to talk about it too much um, we've got some Call of Duty Vanguard things so Call of Duty Vanguard is the the, the new the new shooty shooty game coming out uh from from them this year uh and last week some uh images were leaked about uh, the setting and it was like oh hey it's going to be world war 2 and yep they've they've confirmed that it's it's an alternate history of world war 2 um is where vanguard's going to be set so that's kind of cool what 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 are your thoughts on that i mean <laughs> i don't think it was like 
a huge surprise for it to be World War Two. I'm just like, yeah, cool, yeah, nice. That's everyone like you know we all knew that, didn't we? <laughs> um, but good. Uh, World War Two, I think, seems to be like a bit sort of I don't know. Some people like think it's a bit overdone, um, and and I'm sort of prefer the modern setting. Um, I don't mind World War Two. I sort of look back at some of my fondest memories of Call of Duty um, with uh, World at War. I think that was when they first introduced uh, the zombies mode to Call mm. of Duty. And that was set in, in World War something or other. I can't, I can't remember which one it was, but it was old. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And I have no, have no issues with those guns and that setting. So um, I think this will be fine. Um, and I think with next gen graphics and stuff, it'll it'll look quite nice on yeah. the sandy shores of of beaches and in trenches and things. <laughs> um, I'm sure there will be lots of that because there always I, is, of course. And uh, touching on the the you mentioned zombies as well. So zombies is coming back in this one, and it will be developed by Treyarch, who do all of the good the good zombies modes in um, in Call of Duty. They do the Black Ops ones, which were are always good fun. Um, so that's nice to hear as well. Oh, that's quite interesting. So they're actually getting a different sort of studio in for the the zombies, which is yeah, because uh, because Treyarch used to do all of the the Black Ops games, and I think yes, yeah, that's right. They're sort of like the zom- the good zombies. They are people. the good zombies people, yeah. Because yeah. I, I can't remember which was the other studio that did the kind of like I mean, zombies has been, always been fine in most of Call of Duty, but the Black Ops ones were were particularly good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it'll be Treyarch that are doing doing that for this one as well, which is which is nice to hear. Oh, that's exciting. Um, it's also probably worth mentioning at this point that um, obviously we haven't forgotten about the fact that Activision Blizzard developed these games, um, and they are currently going under all these investigations about sexual harassment. Um, and it is worth noting all of that. Um, and it's also worth noting that um, they haven't forgotten about this either. So I think at the beginning of the the press event that announced this Vanguard stuff, they they did mention um, the the sexual harassment allegations. Uh, against Activision Blizzard, so uh, a good point to just highlight that. Yeah, and you've got like a bunch of articles, haven't you, on the site, which are, which we do, are worth yeah. reading. Yeah, if, well. you're, if you're interested in the whole whole story of it, there's a lot that's happened over the last few weeks, um, and, and you can you can read all about it in the many reports that uh, that I have written. Always cheery stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sort of moving away from Call of Duty, uh, we have a little bit more Splitgate news um, and. Basically, they are just staying in beta indefinitely because hell, Splitgate's a really good game and they just want to keep improving it. So good for them. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Why not? I mean, that's basically what Fortnite's done, isn't it? It's always, it's been an early access for like its entire life, I swear. I don't know. It might be be out of it, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Splitgate. They can do what they want as long as it's popular and it's a good game. Like, it's fine, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm yet to try it. I keep saying I'm going to try it. I'm yet to. I'm intimidated by the, the portals. I still don't think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be clever enough to sort of figure out how to use them properly. Or someone will embarrass me like, enough that I'll just stop playing because they've snuck up behind me in some really cool way and just bonked me to death. Have you given it a go? Or uh, do you know what? So we talked about this last last podcast, and I I'm very close to giving it a go. I have now downloaded Splitgate. Oh, okay. But I have not opened. Splitgate. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a nightmare. 
we will get there. I think it will happen over this next week because I'm off, I'm off for a few days. So I'm going to, I will, I will give it a go. My partner has downloaded it and he was like, you should download it and we'll give it a try. And I'm like, okay. My only concern was it's, I think it's four V4 games. I think those are the biggest there are. And we just have, I have like a lot of friends that like to play shooters together. So I'm like, well, I don't want to exclude anyone by jumping it. There's my excuse anyway. I, it's, it's a pure, pure <laughs> excuse. I will play Splitgate because it does look very good. Yeah, I, I think it's, I will probably end up giving it a go. I do worry the portal thing, which is the whole gimmick, will make me bounce off it. But you never know. Maybe I'll, I'll really enjoy it. Um, but I don't know. The moment Halo comes out, I think I, I probably would end up ditching it. But that's just me. <laughs> uh, it's also worth noting with Splitgate uh, that they have a big, or sorry, they said significant announcement for Gamescom. So Whoa. that's probably been so. Wow, that's cool. Or, huh? Whoa. What about that? <laughs> because well, that yeah. would have been announced at this juncture. So, God, tell us portals, in the comments eh? what you think about those balls. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that'll be an interesting one to talk about. Talk about next time. Maybe. Maybe it's not that interesting. Maybe they say significant because PR. Yeah. Maybe it's like split door. It's like different, you know, it's not just gates. It's like more. More. more We've entrances. added a third portal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could very well be. Yeah. You know? It's already Who happened. Knows? Because Jeff's announced it, hasn't he? <laughs> right, okay. Things that have been announced and we can talk about. Uh, Valorant have added some new some new gun skins. Um, new gun skin collection. And these are paid collections always and they cost a lot of money because Valorant is one of those games where to buy nice skins you have to you have to lay down some cash um because it's a free game i i don't really i have bought i think one gun skin collection in Valorant myself because i play it to absolute death and i felt i deserved it but other than that don't really bother with them and i'm not going to bother with this one because i think it's really ugly why have they done this it's so ugly <laughs> <laughs> it's just like hey look these are guns that look like normal military guns and i'm like but why this is a oh. video game with magic and fun don't make boring military style guns. Ugh. Yeah, I'm just looking at them now because it's like, oh, whoa, these will be like really cool. And yeah, you're right. They're kind of just, but they're just very brown. They're just like, like really it's very brown, brown. <laughs> yeah. just generic looking guns with like laser attachments on them. They're, they're right. just like straight out of Call of Duty, right? Like yes. that's literally it. Pretty much. Like, and I think the sad thing about it is, so the attachment that you just mentioned, they, every time you get this gun out, it like, refreshes what attachments are on it so these don't have any effect on gameplay they are purely cosmetic because they, you know there's no you can't buy attachments for separate guns in Valorant um, and and that's kind of a cool thing so it means that every time you get the gun out it looks slightly different except it doesn't because it's a big mm. ugly green military gun so they look the same anyway regardless of what attachments you got on them except from the little cool little green like dots like, yeah like um, I'm literally again just watching this person cycle through I think three of the same weapon I presumably to show off the fact that it's different each time. But yeah. it, it looks it, it literally looks, looks, looks like identical. <laughs> like Which is uh, a shame. It's a cool thing like cool bit of technology to use, like to make the guns look different every time you get them out and they've used it on this. It's weird because Valorant is usually just really, really good with with weapon skins, right? Like, but yeah. these are just like why so boring? I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is just the warm up. 
um, and they're going to do some crazy stuff in future. But I don't know. Do you know what? That bundle costs like £80. £80 mm-hmm. as well. Good That's Lord. how much their like premium weapons bundles cost. So around, they're normally they're around 80 quid. I'm like, that's that's no. an obscene amount of money. Like I, I could actually just buy a, a, just a brand new video game. You could. With that much money. Uh-huh. And not a gun which has a laser attachment on it with different colours that I can't tell the difference between. And I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, cool. I, I mean, if you like it, then fair enough. But, you know, we both don't like it. So... <laughs> Sorry. So it's not fair enough. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. Elsewhere, elsewhere on, on the Valorant scene, um, it looks like they started to tease a new map. Um, I, I, it's very early days. This, this happened a couple of days ago, um, earlier this week. And I, yeah, I, it looks like a new map. I don't recognize it. Um, a lot of the comments, it's, it's just a tweet that they've done that says decode this. And there's a picture with some, some various languages on there. Um, and it's like oh, yeah. a, it almost looks like an island. It's like a floating island with like a big, uh, like complex in the middle and a big glowing blue thing down in the center. Um, and yeah, unless it's like a couple of maps combined is all I'm, all, all I'm thinking. Yeah. Maybe, but it, 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 it looks different to everything else, I think. Yeah, it looks, yes, yeah, the fact you've got like to one side to the left is like kind of green and overgrown. Yeah. And on the right, you've kind of got like a deserty kind of like industrial vibe. And then in the center, like a big blue spinny orb thing. But yeah, I literally have no idea. And then you've just got the words Futuros and Revelados. Which <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. Future Revel- Revelations or well, something. Well, this is what I thought maybe, but I don't know. And then just some... Is that is that German or something in the middle? I mean, I literally have that no idea. That looks like German, and then maybe some Korean in the top top, top right, right corner. God, it, yeah. Unless it's like a huge map or something, uh, like yeah. a big battle mode. Maybe I don't maybe. know. It, um, what, what makes me think that it is just a, a regular map is the fact that you can see the little tiny A and B on the so the underside of the um, the building. So there's, oh, a, yeah, like, so there's like normally there's an A site and a B site, which implies to me that that's it's like a normal map. Um, but yeah, but I don't know. Early days might suggest that there is a new Valorant map coming soon. Um, where I think we're overdue one. It's, it's been a little while since they've done a new map. So yeah, would be nice to see. Last one we got was Breeze, which was the big, big colourful beach. So yeah, it's quite interesting. There's not just like one theme this time. It's like sort of two combined. Yeah, it's quite a lot going on. Um. Yeah, which either could be a little bit much or actually quite cool. Um, it'll make a the A site like really distinct from the B site. Yeah, which is always nice because Valorant has one map that has actually interesting looks, so it would be nice to have another one that has yeah. more interesting things to look at. <laughs> yeah, because they're all a little bit sort of drab, aren't they? Yeah. But hopefully not this one. But yeah, so not not a whole lot going on in Valorant, but there is a whole lot going on in Destiny 2. Um, so Destiny had a stream this week to reveal uh, some of the the new bits for uh, its its next sort of big bit of story, um, and they have they have revealed the Witch Queen Savathun, which I I don't there is an accent on the U maybe it's Savathun I don't know I, I think it's Savathun yeah I feel like that's right 
Purely um, just because I like saying it like that. <laughs> uh, she is a very, very tall lady because that is the theme right now is put tall gals in your games and people will love them. Yeah, that's like the fashion right now, isn't it? It is. It's like flared, it's very flared jeans. Flared <laughs> jeans. Flared jeans. Tall women. Yeah. You know. I mean, she looks really cool to be fair. I really like her design. Sort of. She looks like a, she reminds me of like a candelabra. Is that the word? Like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's just sort of big, big shoulder pads, big sort of helmet thing that I could sort of imagine like lighting the Tokyo Olympic flame in. <laughs> that's, that's what I see. <laughs> um, cool. I, I just want like, it seems that this Destiny 2 stuff that was kind of shown off is like maybe a reason to get back into destiny. They seem to be doing lots of, of new things. Um, and with a big lady, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. So, so yeah, the witch queen is the next big story thing and it's revolves around the hive again, which are like the, um, how to describe the hive. They're, I don't know. they're sort of like, uh, I don't know, alien, they're very alien-y people. <laughs> They all live in like kind of grim looking nests and stuff like that, right? It's all very, very green and and brown and like they've come from the dirt. A bit sort of of insecty kind of. Insecty, yes. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good way. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we got the hive and and they're they're a pretty cool enemy enemy type you fight. Um, And it seems that this expansion is going to be resurrecting them as guardians. Uh, Oh. Okay. Which is, yeah. So, so that's. So what I gain from that is that the hive have like they have their own guardians with with ghosts and stuff, and oh, well, yeah, weird. and you're gonna have to deal with them. Oh, that's weird. Because I was just thought of them as like just sort of lots of just big ant people, and you just kind of mow them down. But clearly, there are there are stronger ant people out there in their hives. Um, I think I saw that like they in this new sort of expansion or whatever. That they're introducing a new a new weapon or something like a big glaive. I don't know. I just want more reasons to get back into Destiny at this point because <laughs> um, yeah, I miss too. it. And every time I try and go back to it, I just like I just get lost in what I was what I was doing before I jumped back in, and everything I, uh, that I need to do to get like all the weapons I missed out on, and then I just give up and I just leave. I just you know I've had enough. That's fair. What, what do you think it would, would really take for you to get back into Destiny? Like, what do you think you, you would have to see to be like, do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to re-download it right now. I don't know. They might have done this, but honestly, like just for them to totally like, to not start again, but to trim a lot of like the fat off the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that just a ton of the expansions that came before or like, I don't know, just to sort of make it manageable again. Um because it feels like there's just so much to catch up on if you come back. Yeah. And all of these things that I've missed out on. But if and like just like the level cap or whatever it is now. I don't know. Are they into the thousands? I don't know. <laughs> um so just to kind of like rein it all back in, a bit like how World of Warcraft kind of like to reduce the level cap to 60 from like 120 or whatever, yeah. and just just cut some things. And that that's what I want, I think, from Destiny to get me back in. Um and I think like wow, um, they kind of made it so that you could sort of almost choose the content that you wanted to do, 
and that would that would still get you to you know max level or whatever like there wasn't sort of any pressure or or kind of you need to do this specific track to kind of get there and and maybe destiny could sort of learn from that i don't know maybe that maybe you don't you know maybe that's already in the game i don't it's been so long but um have you kind of are you sort of a fully lapsed destiny player or yeah so i'm i am really reluctant to try and get back into it i, I seeing all of this stuff with the witch queen it looks really cool and i'm kind of like oh yeah <laughs> and and every time i do this whenever they bring something out because i love the aesthetic of destiny and i really liked the stories that they told um but i just fell out of love with destiny 2 so quickly and i feel like i would just do that again um i think to to get me back into it it would need to be they need to do something to help returning or new players, I think, just understand what the fuck is going on because yeah. that's my main gripe with it. Like, I will get back in there and I'll load up my, my Titan and I'll be like, yeah, this is my character. I remember all the good times I had playing this character and then I'll open my inventory and my quests and I will just, what, I don't know what's in, what is any of this? What do any of these guns mean? What do any of these quests, what any of these words mean? Like, I, it's gone. It's no longer in my brain, whatever it was, whatever reason I was saving that specific gun for, it's gone. And, you know, you can be ruthless with that and I could just go in and I could purge it. But that doesn't really help with the quest situation because those, from what I remember, would just stay in your quest log. Um, and I don't know yeah. where I am at with any of this stuff. So I, I, I think I would need something to just, yeah. I don't know, just help me. Help me please to get back into it. Just like a little thing, like a... I don't know. See if these did a thing where when you load into the game, you get notes, which kind of give you pointers on things to do. I feel like maybe something like that. Like it should give me like, a, I could go, yeah. to the, go to the tower yeah, really and someone will be shout. like, hey, you haven't played Destiny in two years. Go and, go and do this thing. Go and have a yeah. go start off with this thing. Almost like forget about those things that you were doing and focus on these things yeah. or something. That would be like, like a really Like good- a little step or something that could help you kind of remember the general gist of things that are going on and, and get a sense of what has changed now and like what the new stuff is coming and, and that kind of thing, you know? That'd yeah, be because they sort of have a habit of serving their existing players and and then just adding to the game. Yeah. <laughs> they need to kind of just, just, I don't know, rein it back in a little bit. So. <laughs> remember that there's some lats people who want to come back in. <laughs> we have, we no. just don't know how we need a little bit of help but hey we've got a little while to uh to figure it all out because um the witch queen expansion isn't due to launch until february 22nd uh 2022 so got a little bit of time a little bit of time over christmas maybe you know a couple of weeks to try and try and knuckle down get into it for the expansion i won't do that i know i won't do that yeah i'll think about about it a lot i'm the same i like watch videos of people like getting into the content or really enjoying it but i just i just can't anymore i'm just so far gone like it's been too long now and i just don't see any way back in unless they do what what you know what you've said and a little bit of what i've said just make you know or just make a destiny three or something. <laughs> um and, and last last on the news docket for today um, it's more Destiny things. So Destiny fans have uh, have turned Destiny into a into a D and D tabletop RPG. They've they've taken a bunch of bunch of Destiny stuff and they've made their own rulebook that follows the D and D five e five e like world build five uh, e um, rules and and world and stuff. Uh, 
and and it's free and it looks really good and I'm like do you know what I'm quite into D&D and I feel like Dungeons and Destiny might be my gateway back into Destiny <laughs> will this help me understand Destiny I don't know it, um, yeah I, I I've never done D&D but if it's this could be also an in for me um because I don't know the whole like I don't mind orcs and stuff, but I think I'd be more into a sci-fi setting for D and D. So th- this this could be it. Uh, I think Destiny. Of- what drew me to Destiny was that it's a really nice mixture of sci-fi and fantasy kind of elements. Because you've got a lot, a lot of stuff in there where it kind of looks a bit magicy, you know. Um, and I think that would work well. I think that would work well for a tabletop RPG. Yeah, I'd like just let me like role play as a titan. The shoulder yeah. barge is everyone, <laughs> and I'll be, I'll just be quite happy with that. I think, um, yes, good. I'm, I'm amazed that it's it's free as well because it looks like substantial as it well. Does. It looks really yeah. well put together. Um, can you just like literally download it? Oh, I believe so. Yeah, oh. yeah. Kudos to this. It's all fan works, so it's yeah, all publicly publicly available in a Google Drive. Um, which, if you'd like to play, you can find on rockpapershotgun.com. Um, but yeah. Nice. It's just, just good good stuff. I think the D&D community is always really good with doing free things and like homebrew stuff for fans. And it is nice that, that there is a, a bunch of D&D nerds in the Destiny community that have gone, yeah, we're going to make this massive thing. It's a big undertaking. It's a big undertaking to like make rules and all of this stuff. And and I'm sure that there are like character classes and things that they've made within this and, and, and different skills and probably lots of maths, figuring out numbers for various uh, enemies. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. That's, I just don't even, I just even can't fathom how you come <laughs> up with all of this stuff. It's, it's crazy. And I, it's quite cool. Cause I guess, cause it's like community made, they could, add to it and, and yeah. almost do what you want with it as well like it's not locked behind anything so you can sort of see it evolving over time as well which would be quite cool yeah absolutely and and as these kind of expansions and that come out as well obviously people they will have more content to <clears throat> to evolve it from which is nice and on to our theme which is is sort of D destiny related you know we touched on a little bit um so we were sort of, as we were talking about Destiny and the fact that fans have made a Dungeons and Dragons uh, thing from it, uh, we thought, well, how can we riff off that? And we thought, you know, what shooter will make a good D&D universe that isn't Destiny? <laughs> um, so Imogen, have you, have you got any thoughts on, on, a, on a shooter that would make a good D&D universe? Yeah, so my immediate thoughts with this as most of my immediate thoughts tend to be, um, was Overwatch. Uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. Because, uh, yeah, because, well, so Overwatch already has, like, character classes. You've got support, and you've got damage, and you've got tanks. Um, and there's a lot of different, uh, like, stories and things you could follow through it. And there's also different characters that have technically different alignments so you've got more evil characters like reaper and that and you've got more like lawful good characters like tracers i I think that a lot of overwatch would fit into the like um like the stereotypes and the template yeah Yeah, they would fit into the template of D &D and and what you do um 
And I think it would be a cool world to explore because it wouldn't be obviously Dungeons and Dragons. It would just be like a tabletop RPG in general. Uh, um, and it would be a bit more sci-fi because of what Overwatch is. Um, but yeah, I think I think I would like to to roll some dice and follow some stories and I don't know, play, play as like cowboy or something, you know? There's yeah. Reinhardt. Reinhardt kind of looks like he's out of a D&D campaign anyway. Very medieval. Yeah, he does. He's a, he's a big lad with, yeah. with a hammer. Roll to um, slap people with hammer. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, uh, I, I guess it would also kind of be an opportunity to explore like more of, I don't know, Iconwald or I don't know, other yeah, maps. Yeah, explore more of the maps. Absolutely. Dorado and things. Um I think the only be... difficulty with it would be that they're the different maps and stuff are based like around the world. So you kind of would need a bit of real life world building, which I think is sometimes harder than fictional world building because it requires you to know actual real things about, I don't know, like there's maps set in like, oh God, Tokyo yeah. or like, yeah, wherever. Oh yeah. yeah. Like the temple of Anubis or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what do you <laughs> know about <laughs> Egypt? <laughs> so, well, I, I know literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, apart from the River Nile and that they liked cats. I think that's um, the extent of my knowledge about Egypt. Uh, well, like ancient Egypt anyway. Yeah. Um, would you, so like out of all the characters, w- would you lean towards Reinhardt or, um, you yeah, know? I think I'd, I think I'd lean towards Rhein, although I think it's, it's always fun to play something a bit more chaotic. So maybe like Sombra, cause she doesn't really, she's kind of like working for the evil team in Overwatch, but she's not really. Oh, yeah. She's kind of she's kind of working a little bit for herself, which is more fun. I think you'd be a bit more chaotic with it. And you could probably use like because she's a hacker, isn't she? You could sort yeah. of hack people and like mess around with them a little oh, bit. Yeah. You'd be rolling for stealth constantly to to go invisible and stuff. Yeah, I think I think Sombra would work. I think, I, think yeah. I'd, I could role play a Sombra. Yeah, I don't know who I'd pick. I'd, I'd quite like um, maybe Torbjorn because um, I just quite like the idea of of just making loads of turrets everywhere. I don't know. I don't really know how TNT works. <laughs> I just make a turret in, I mean, in most yeah. situations because that's sort of what he does anyway. So if you put a turret down in D&D, it probably would get its own like move aside from everyone else. So like, yeah, I think that'd be great. Nice. Just every literally, like, literally Every scenario. round of combat, it's like, turret, just, what are you doing now? Yeah, what are you doing? Torbjorn does Roll nothing. To hit. It's just the turret. <laughs> I mean, that as is true in the video game, Torbjorn does nothing. The yes. turret does the work. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah I, I literally can't think of what moves he's got. I mean, he has that like magma gun thing, but he does. Nah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> what about um, you? What, what game do you think would suit a, a tabletop RPG setting? What shooter would suit? So I've decided um, that Borderlands would, would fit uh, a good D and D campaign, um, absolutely. Purely because I guess it's, it's kind of got like the aesthetic down already. It's like quite cartoony, and not that D and D, you know, is that cartoony. But I don't know. It just it just has like the vibe. It, it's yeah. got the vibe already. Um, the characters are like quite sort of um, distinct and zany and and quite funny. Or at least I think they're quite funny. Um, and yeah, I think just Borderlands, the world itself, um, is is huge and probably has like a ton of lore. Not that I know any of it, but I think <laughs> it'd be like a really cool setting to I can just see like the D D campaign. You're all in like those vehicles driving around the wasteland or whatever, um, encountering 
bandit camps and things like that and weird and wonderful characters. Yeah, he's um, definitely got a good setting for it to, to, to explore. There's, it's, it's a massive open world in Borderlands, so you've got a lot, of, a lot of ground you can cover and to do some weird and wonderful things. Yeah, like sort banter, of almost. Banter is important as well. Yes. I, I think like in, in almost in contrast to like Overwatch's like real world settings, Borderlands is just like like any almost any planet kind of goes <laughs> at that point because I swear in three you just go planet hoppings yeah. like around Pandora. So uh, your imagination is basically the world, which is kind of cool. Um, and well, Borderlands are sort of doing a a D and D thing, aren't they? With with they Tiny are. Tina's. Uh, Wonderlands, whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that is, I think that's right. It's Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Um, oh, it is. Okay. I think I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, yeah. So I think it kind of is. It's a testament to the fact that you know Borderlands is kind of a good setting and has the kind of right vibe for it. That, that they are making a game spinoff that is essentially fantasy Borderlands that would probably work for a D and D campaign. It is what it's kind of um, the marketing around it. This is what it looks like. It's Tiny Tina running some sort of campaign for you um with with dragons and magic and all sorts yeah because like the i guess the sort of kind of riffing off the success of not only just D, but because they had that borderlands 2 dlc um with tiny tina i can't remember what it was called but that was amazing and it's kind of you're playing through kind of her her mind or whatever yes. and she's you know and that was amazing. And that was kind of sort of D&D kind of. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like I'm fully in. I'm fully in for that when Tiny Tina Wonderlands eventually comes out one day, even though I don't really know if it's going to be a shooter or not. I can't tell. I'm, it's, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, it, it might have like elements of it because it is like Borderlands, right? But it's also going to be more like... Could be yeah. high fantasy kind of stuff, so it might be more swordy. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it could be like I'd imagine still action, but yeah, it could even be sort of turn based kind of you know vibes. I don't. Yeah, well, that would be the true D and D vibe. Yeah, turn based Borderlands. <laughs> I sort of I would like to try D and D one day, but I also worry that my patient. I'm not. I'm not that patient a person, so I sort of worry that it might not be fast moving enough for me. I think you'd be surprised. Uh, I think a lot of the D and D I do, or at least that I prefer, is when we end up just kind of chatting for a while. Like you know, the your DM is telling you your stories and stuff of of what's going on, and, and you end up just doing a bit of role play with all the people around you, and it's, it's just kind of fun because you end up just it's a lot of banter and it's a lot of silliness. Um, and occasionally you have some serious moments, and it's almost like improv. It's really weird, but like it's just fun, just like hanging out with hanging out with friends and just. Just talking absolute shit as different <laughs> the people that you actually aren't. Like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> but like, I, I was not. I was never very good at, at improv in in drama uh, at school. But I assume even still, uh, anyone can get involved with it. Oh yeah, and be yeah. fine. I I have never been very good at improv or, or anything like that. But it's just kind of. I think once you're. Once you're kind of doing it, and everybody else with you is kind of doing it, it's it's like it's less like improv and more like playing pretend at school. Like it's just kind of fun and silly. And I guess you're with like mates, so yeah, you are literally just talking total shit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's great, and which is why I think Borderlands would work so well for it because 
all the characters do in Borderlands is talk absolute shit to each other. So Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. That's very, very true. Uh, there's just lots of like fart jokes and like dubstep, isn't it, Borderlands? Oh yeah. Um, which is actually like not that great humor, but for some reason it just really gets me. Like I, I, I just love it. It was right in in the first Borderlands and the second Borderlands. I think in Borderlands three they they dropped the ball with the humor massively. But yeah, hey ho. And on to names. Uh, this is the bit where one of us presents three player names from a shooter we played recently that made us laugh or think. Who even are these people? Um, so this week it is Imogen's turn. Um, dare I say it? What have you got for me uh, this week? So uh, as always, I've got some lovely Valorant names for you. Um, Brilliant. And the first one I have is Kiwi Allergy. Oh, okay. That's yep. uh, I actually I quite like that. Hmm. Um, so I, I guess when you're killed by kiwi allergy you, are, <laughs> you, you die right my kiwi the kiwi allergies have just they've done me in <laughs> that's like that's quite cruel that you everyone that kiwi allergy kills dies by kiwi allergy even yeah. if you yourself well i was going to say even if you yourself do not have a kiwi allergy but if you die from it you clearly do so yeah kiwi allergy gets gets everyone Everyone in your in the game with kiwi allergy has a kiwi allergy. The worst part about this is we don't know what sort of kiwis that the the allergy is for, because it could be the kiwi fruit, you know, nice little green tasty fruit that would be horrible to be allergic to. Equally, wouldn't be very nice to be allergic to a kiwi bird because they're they're <laughs> real cute, you know. <laughs> I'd I'd literally forgot the kiwi bird. So uh, it could be multiple. <laughs> it could be a, f- a fruit or a bird. I'm going to yeah, look up the be. bird quickly. Or if, if this person is being, you know, a bit of a dig, they they could be saying that they're allergic to people from New Zealand in general because that gen like you people in New Zealand are sometimes referred to as kiwis. Uh, yeah, so it could be like that's like the sinister take, isn't it? Yeah. That's like the one way. You I would d- hope that pro- that's not what they mean. Yeah, you'd rather not uh, have that. No, because if that, that is what they mean, they can't visit New Zealand, which would be awful. I hear it's yeah. a very nice place. <laughs> I sort of wonder what would, is Kiwi allergy, are they themselves allergic to uh, either the fruit or the bird? And also I'm intrigued by what, if anyone actually has a Kiwi allergy, do, do Kiwi allergies exist? I would in, have thought so, right? I mean, you yeah. think you can be allergic to all sorts of fruit. I used to be allergic to plums. Did you? Yeah, when I was little. It's really but weird. Then you've, but you've grown out of I that. I grew now. out of it, yeah. I, I think I have. I haven't eaten a plum recently, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I grew out of it. That's madness. I, yeah. I just, for some reason, I just thought that if you had an allergy, like, that's it. Game over. You got your, no more plums for you for life. But I think no. it depends on the allergy you have. Because I think, like, nut allergies, which can be really, really severe, are, like, a different you get those allergies for a different reason that you get other allergies if that makes sense I, don't, I think that there's there's different like medical reasons for why people have allergies so I think maybe I don't know all I know about the plum thing is that when I used to eat them when I was like eight they would make my arms go up in hives <laughs> <laughs> like 
I don't I don't know what the medical connection to that was, but I'm not it doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> That's so weird. Like plums as well. Like uh, I swear they're not that that common, you know. I don't go into the supermarket, I cool, I'll buy like fifty plums today. Yeah. But wow. God. Go. I still wonder actually, now you mention plums and you know, this talk of kiwis. Did you get if you got killed by did you get killed by kiwi allergy at all in this in this game? Um, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, no, this this was an enemy player um, who was playing Mm. Phoenix, the fiery character, uh, and he was doing quite well. So I sort of wonder maybe if you need to now be a bit careful uh, around kiwis because you might actually just have the allergy. That's how have I I been transferred? Is that how that works? You have to transfer the allergy via Valorant. Yeah. Is, that, is that how it's, I think that's, it's contagious yeah maybe that's how it works so yeah. like next time you pass a kiwi in the supermarket i think just watch yourself <laughs> oh it's a shame i like kiwis i honestly i haven't eaten that many in my life um and i'm not sure how i feel about them mm. they've got sort of quite a strange texture so soft around the outside but then like kind of bitty and i don't know in the in the middle but i don't know um, yeah. I'm not They're a not a common one. one, which I think was, was why I was so delighted to see the word kiwi allergy in a, in a phrase on someone's screen name. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's quite. A, it's actually quite a, like a nice name to say as well. Like kiwi, it's kind of cute. Yeah. yeah, it's like quite a cute name, even yeah. though kiwi allergy is actually like not that nice, really. Yeah. Could be deadly. We don't know. Yeah. Well, that's a nice one to start with. Oh, yeah, it's a good. It's a good start. Um, my my next one for you is, uh, y'all blind. <laughs> Um, and this is all lowercase, like there's no punctuation. So I, it probably, probably mean, you know, why apostrophe all y'all, but they haven't put, they haven't bothered with the apostrophe. I don't know if you can put apostrophes in screen names on Valorant. So maybe that's why, but yeah, y'all blind. Uh, this was a person playing Cypher, who is a character that puts down like, um, little trip wires and things. Um, and you can find enemy locations. It doesn't have a flash, you know, doesn't actually blind, doesn't have the ability to blind other players. So I'm curious if 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 Cypher is this person's main and he's just trying to psych people out, or maybe he he usually plays characters with with flashing abilities so he can blind people. So he can be like, ha, y'all blind. Y'all blind. Yeah, I it's quite an aggressive like it's quite an aggressive name. It like, is an aggressive name. I thought that. Yeah. Like the per like the person I picture it like is is just is just yelling this like when like whenever they turn a corner or like see you in the game they're just screaming you all are blind yeah um it's very judgmental nice, it is quite judgmental is it, are I'm, they judging my gameplay are they immediately just you know in their screen name calling me out for not seeing things I should be seeing in the game I don't know yeah like no matter what like action you do if it's positive. Or negative, you're still just getting told that you're blind. Yeah. Which... Well, yeah. Is this person cursing me? Are they cursing the lobby? Are they saying, "Hey, y'all blind"? Am I? I my concerns when I finish that game is, am I going to be able to see? Who knows? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. That's I. Yeah. I like sight as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> I, like I don't, I don't sight. want my sights to go. Yeah. Um. I recently had to get glasses, but they're not super strong. Um, so maybe the curse has already sort of taken effect. Um, even though I haven't been in this game with this person, maybe it's just the fact you've now, I don't know. It's just, he's screaming it out there and it's cursing certain people. And it might have, it might have got me. 
Yeah. He's just put it, he's put it out into the world and it's just scan people. Scan people, man. It's good. definitely got my right eye. My right eye is worse than my, my right left. right eye is worse? Yeah, my left eye is like, is great, according to the, um, the optician. My right eye, though, not great. What so happened to, to your poor right eye? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I don't know why it's my right eye like that's that's just been hit by your blinds like a left yeah. eye is it's great maybe i just really concentrate with my right eye or something <laughs> and just never use my left so it's fine um so yeah i'm, I'm sort of i wear glasses when i'm out and about but staring at screens and stuff clo- close range as they say in the shooter community <laughs> um fine Close so, range. Yeah. Close range, range screens. Yeah. Like I have to put them on. Especially when I'm driving as well. Apparently I was like driving and it was sort of like barely legal, like the amount of vision I had. So that was Wow. A little wake up call there. Um, I feel like we learn so much about each other in the names segment. Yeah, we do. It's like a real like, kind you know, of... We, we talk at the beginning, it's like, how's it going? And we do this just some general chat. And then we go through an entire news section, an entire theme section. We get to stupid names and suddenly... <laughs> just, just unveiling our past. <laughs> we just chat about life and our <laughs> ailments. And, you know, soon it won't just be about names at all. We'll just sit down and just chat about... <laughs> like a therapy day. session. Yeah. yeah. I was sort of up for that, to be honest. <laughs> well... I have, a, I have a final name for you. Uh, and I think that you're going to like this one for the specific reason that I've chosen it. Okay. So this person uh, was named Soggers. So <laughs> S-O-G-G-E-R-S. And <laughs> my immediate thought was that it gave off really big Chugs vibes. The guy yeah. from Love Island. <laughs> I mean, I've not watched Love Island, but I've seen the Chugs, the Chugs memes and the Chugs drama. <laughs> and uh, I just saw the same I was like, man, Soggers. Soggers. <laughs> why is that so that's really tickled me? And I don't know why. Well, I do know why. You're right, it's like chugs. <laughs> um it's just a really good word. It's just a really good <laughs> word. It's like at the, the most basic level that's just really funny to me. Soggers. Yep, soggers. Um, I sort of like Oh, he's composed myself. Um <laughs> I think like Soggers, do you, were they, because like Chugs, this whole thing was like, firstly, he sold bucket hats, which is great. Yeah. But his, it was like, it stood for like cuddles and hugs and then they combined it. did it actually? Oh my God. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, Or something like, you know, when he was young that he, he said that he, he was, he just really liked cuddles and hugs. So I, I just thought maybe that's that's either a lie or it's the truth because I just thought that he was called Chugs because at uni or something, you know, he's like chugging drinks or something yeah. like that. Um, but no, it's quite a wholesome little tale if that's true. But with Soggers, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> what what two words combine um, to, for that to happen? Right. So it's, it's, a, it's the play on Poggers, right? You know. The, <laughs> yeah, I guess the, also that's why but, it's funny to me. Is but it's also like, it just sounds like in my notes for this name, I because I, occasionally I put like a note down so I can remember my my thoughts on it, and I've just put, "Is he soggy? Like, yeah, is it, that what we're just, going for here?" <laughs> Because Poggers is like, whoa, that was Pog- that was like that was good, that was great, that's Poggers. But Soggers, is that it's like, like a whoa. soggy 
you're just like, yeah, you're just, you're just like drenched. It just for like, I don't know. And yeah, you're just like really just, yeah. just really soggy and like, <laughs> and quite, like when you're soggy, it's just quite uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I'd rather not be soggy actually, like, if I had the choice. Um, but that's, I don't know if I could see myself using like that soggers in, instead of <laughs> that's poggers, that's soggers. That's um, soggers. I'm going to start typing that in chat when someone does something that's not, not so pog. Yeah, no. that's sog. It's pretty sog. Soggers. Sort of. Maybe, maybe they got that nickname because they got like drenched in something when they were young. They or they just have a habit of like falling in puddles or something. Falling in puddles. <laughs> maybe. So that's, that's why they're always soggy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Or may, may, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Soggers was in Love Island. I sort of stopped watching it amazingly. So maybe Soggers was in Love Island as well. Yeah. Well, this is my immediate thought. Like this is absolutely someone you know, central London that's been on Love Island or at least applied for it once. Soggers. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Oh, Soggers. That's, I, I'm going to sort of think about that for a while, <laughs> to be honest. I'm glad you selected that name. I'm glad I did too. So thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Ultimate Audio Bang. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, then be sure to subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. There are also a number of other ways you can support the show. You can follow us on Twitter. RPS is at Rock Paper Shot. I am at From Edward. And Imogen is at Immy Beck. And if you want to chat to some lovely people, you can go join the RPS Discord. That's at discord.gg slash rockpapershotgun. Also, you can get some very nice clothes in the form of RPS shirts and hoodies. Just head over to our official Teespring store to see what threads we're selling and whether you'd like to purchase any. And last but not least, for all of your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. So that's it for the both of us. Uh, We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.